Welcome to another edition of the Go Knows Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my information comes from me. Other content comes from the internet. I'm going to stay with my same format, highlighting one offensive player and one defensive player. And then I have a couple of other topics I would like to talk about. So let me go ahead and get started. Um, Today's highlighted player, uh, first one is going to be Curtis Fan, defensive end. 6'1", 252 pounds. Um, Obviously a undersized defensive end and limited action. I saw him in. He's quick off the ball with limited Um, With a limited amount of defensive ends on the roster, he needs to step up big time. Weight room, film room. I think his ideal weight would be 270 pounds um, if he stays at defensive end. Maybe he can copy Elvis Dumerville's game with his limited size. Uh, Elvis Dumerville was the um, great defensive end from Louisville. Back in the day, uh, he can um, in this. If he does this, I think he can be a contributor on this team if he's properly motivated. Um, I do not have a NFL comparison for him. Um, Yeah, he's a little undersized, so he needs to put on a little bit more weight. He needs to get stronger in the um, weight room. Um, He needs to watch film. Um, the guy has a motor. Um, seen him play a little bit um, in the spring game. He got in a couple of games uh, this year. Um, he's got, you know, if he was a little bit taller, man, he'd be, you know, I think he would be like a starter. But, you know, I don't think he's going to be able to beat out uh, Janoris Robinson and at Joshua Kendall if he comes back from that injury, but I definitely see him being in the rotation of uh, pass rushers. Um, so that's all the information I got on him. Um, but he needs to improve in all areas of his craft as soon as possible to be a serious contributor to this team next year. Um, my next highlighted player is going to be offensive tackle Jalen Goss. 6'7", 270 pounds. Um, and this is what I wrote about him. He looks like a NBA power forward. Two years removed from high school, I had to refer to his high school game tape and spring game tape of 2019 to get a bead on him. Obviously, like any other player I evaluate, he needs to get in the weight room and the film room. Um, it's a must for him. <clears throat> needs to add weight. Needs to um, put training on passing and blocking, pass blocking and run blocking techniques. Um, I don't see this guy playing any in 2020, though. Um, he's still too raw. And in my opinion, he really is not a power five offensive tackle. Um, Florida State should not be recruiting these type of players. No offense to the kid, but I just don't feel like he's a power five uh, 
offensive tackle. Um, it would really take serious rededication, weight gain, weight room, film room for the next nine months for this guy to, to start. Like, um, you know, it would be a complete, like, makeover for him to get on the field. I mean, he couldn't beat out Abdul Bello, Jawan Williams, or Ryan Roberts, you know. So it's, I just don't see him playing at Florida State, you know, anytime soon. So, but I hope he proves me wrong. I don't want to be a, a negative, you know, person uh, for this team. But, you know, I just, when I evaluate players, I like to keep it real. Um, so that's it for my two player evaluations, offense and defense. Um, next, I wanted to look at the last 10 years as far as record. Um, everybody pretty much knows the record, but we were really at our height in obviously in 2013 and 2014. And then we started slowly regressing. Um, you know, I just figure, like I said in past episodes, man, and as Jimbo was fighting to get the football only facility, constructed you can just see the downward spiral of this program and it can't be a mistake that as that as he was fighting to try to get that football center that the talent was going down and the records was going down um you know I think we can get back to this but it's gonna take a lot of uh hard work and from Norvell and I was on the internet and I seen this meme of Norvell that says I tell every kid that that's a part of this 2020 class this is about to be one of the hardest things they ever do to be a part of this program we're going to challenge them in every aspect we're going to challenge them on the field we're going to challenge them off the field you truly have to you truly have to have a purpose and passion to be successful in area every, in every area of your life. It is going to be tough for you to succeed here. Well, um, we'll see. We'll see if that holds true, man. Um, you know, he's passed every, uh, you know, interview. So we'll see if he what he's saying is gonna hold true. Um, so my next thing is gonna be blueprint for Norvell. If Norvell can get this program on the same arc that Jimbo had at the start of his tenure and keep it there, we might be in business. Um, it's a broken record, but strength and conditioning is the key to all of this. Florida State is not a well-conditioned football team. Josh Storms has to be a taskmaster. Um, Norvell needs to find some tackles, some defensive ends, and a quarterback. Everything Norvell does has to be designed to be Clemson. They are the standard right now, in my opinion. If you do that, everything else will take care of itself. Uh, overall, we suck. Um, we got some bright spots here and there, but not enough to contend in year one under Norvell. If he can just get these guys to be fundamentally sound across the board, 
offense, defense, and special teams, that's a win in year one to me. Um, furthermore, uh, be a smart coach on game day. Don't do dumb stuff like your predecessor did. Um, don't get locked on to one player, meaning if he is not playing well, that one player, take him out of the game. Don't keep playing him if he's not playing well. Um, the previous staff would stick with players who were not playing well in games. Um, I couldn't understand that. If your scheme is not working, change it, make adjustments. The previous staff, again, could not do this effectively at all. Um, you know, Kendall Browse improved this offense tremendously, but I just feel like on some of the stuff that he was doing out there, he was trying to, you know, force the round peg into the square hole. And, you know, he... You know, some of it was his fault. Some of it wasn't his fault. Taggart was meddling in the offense. And, um, you know, he just couldn't make proper adjustments for whatever reason. And I just hope that the new staff can do that. Um, what else I got here? Um, Ten-year review. Um, we went over, we didn't go over the record, but this is my thing with the 10-year review. When this decade started, <clears throat> I thought we, I thought we were back. Then slowly we regressed to our lowest form, back-to-back -back losing seasons for the first time in almost 50 years. Norvell needs to work some magic. Um, you have passed all the lip service tests, now it's time for results. This is a results, results-oriented business. I like the fact that you are not arrogant like Taggart and realize what you need to fix Florida State. But knowing and getting is two different things. Um, I think he's done very well not um, setting unrealistic expectations. And he's going to make these guys work. For everything that they do um, I think that's a very Good thing um, But like I said I mean everything Now is lip service It's your team now And um, I'm real anxious to see who the running Running back coach Running backs coach is going to be I hope it's Telly Lockett um, Like I've said in many many Episodes that South Florida connection that he has to the high school coaches down there is an invaluable resource. You really need to strongly consider keeping Telly Lockett. Um, just I'll go over the record for the last 10 years. 2010, 10-4. 2011, 9-4. 2013, 14-0, 2012, 13-1, 2015, 10-3, 2016, 10-3, 2017, 7-6, 2018, 5-7, and 2019, 6-7. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously all the great seasons were under Jimbo.
And just the last couple years, we have regressed to our lowest form in school history. And I just want to hope and, <laughs> and uh, you know, think, think and hope that Norvell knows what he's doing. Um, he, he says that this is a great staff. Like I said, I don't know anything about the guys outside of uh, Odell Higgins and um, the uh, wide receivers coach, Ron Dugans. So, like I've said before, I have to take a wait-and-see approach because what they did at other programs might or might not work with these current players. Um, so, yeah, man. Um, got to find that quarterback, though. That's really a point of emphasis because Blackman has regressed. And just the way he was talking in that um, post-game interview, I mean, I don't know if he can ever get to elite status. He has an elite arm. But he doesn't have an elite awareness. You know, he doesn't have an elite cerebral QB mind. Um, so, you know, we just have to, you know, hope that he can get all the pieces that you need. I mean, the young players on defense play really well to me in that Arizona State uh, Sun Bowl game. And it's just something that we can build on on defense. Um, you know, you got to get these young guys out there and see what they got. From the linebackers to the defensive uh, linemen. You know, we can't just let players sit on the roster and, you know, take up a scholarship and not see what they have. So, um... What else do I want to talk about? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I'm going to do my college football playoff championship game preview probably next week sometime. Um, I got some really good stuff I want to talk about with that. Um, the bowl games the last couple of days were pretty good. And um, I really enjoyed the Rose Bowl. Had a controversial call there, but hey, man, that's football. So that's going to end episode number 34. As always, thank you for your support. This podcast is available on YouTube. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. And as always, go Knowles.